0: CurioCast's Podcast Emporium. I mean, what else is there to do?
1: Welcome to Alphabet Flight, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe and talk about the characters we all know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Aaron Ayers. Hello. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Not
0: much. I am good. How are you?
1: Oh, my, my cat is a teen boy cat and is very bitey now.
0: I need to get his <laughs> balls
1: cut off real soon.
0: I can't even necessarily tell you that it gets um better in the bitiness because my cat is probably almost four and still gets pretty bitey.
1: Well, I did say that it was okay for him to eat me if I died. So maybe he just got the got the you can eat me part.
0: Right. He's tenderizing you.
1: Yeah. He does he does lick certain spots and like and like kinda like does like little tender bites on them. Well, let's talk about a character. Named Gremlin.
0: Nope. Ooh, is he on the side of a plane?
1: Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Very long, uh, entry. Which means there's probably gonna be a lot of, a lot of BS that does not need to be there.
0: <laughs> Just kind of plumping him up, like, so he feels better about himself as a character.
1: He appeared in about 50-something issues. That's a good run well it it's a good run, don't get me wrong, it's a good run, but if you've been in fifty some issues, you probably don't need that long of an entry.
0: Your story should just speak for itself.
1: No, you're just probably not that important of a character. <laughs> they are super important characters with like only like half a page worth of writing on them. Hmm. but some of these boring characters just get a lot for some reason. I'm not saying it's boring yet.
0: It's the content, not the uh yeah. not the quantity. Yeah. Quality, not quantity.
1: But uh what what do you think Gremlin is?
0: I am quite a you know, because I don't know what he looks like. Um I assume he is little, um possibly uh, sort of Alien-like, um, you know, I, I have from past pop culture in other avenues to go on. I have the Twilight Zone, um, episode featuring William Shatner.
1: Of course. It's a classic.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, the parody of that on The Simpsons. Uh, and also, obviously, I have Gremlins, Gremlin 2, Gremlins 2, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, my mind goes to probably Larger head, scrawny body, he's potentially, could be furry, maybe not, um, green. I guess I'm, I guess I'm kind of merging gremlin with goblin a little bit, too. He's probably irascible and angry.
1: Um, so, do you think if he eats after midnight and gets water on him, he multiplies?
0: Um... Well, if he did, Marvel would have really probably been um, either Marvel would have been stepping on the Gremlins movie franchise or the Gremlins movie franchise would have been stepping on Marvel. So I'm guessing he probably doesn't do that.
1: Well, OK, uh, so he first showed up like he first showed up in 88. So okay, when did the so, first Gremlins movie come out?
0: Um, 84, I believe. Mm,
1: so he probably doesn't have that power. Okay. No, no. Well, um, you're actually fairly close. He is a small dude with a large head and is angry.
0: Oh, okay. He looks also like the um God, what was that terrible movie? Spaced Invaders or something like that? Or maybe I'm thinking of Mars Attacks. He has a definite like coming from outer space sort of look to him. Well
1: he uh he's from the USSR.
0: Okay. So he
1: he's a bad guy because he is a Soviet, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. Dropping down in the eighties, so he would have been catching in on the, catching that uh tail end of the Cold War thing. Yeah,
1: at the time, his name was unrevealed, but later it was, and his real name is Yandrati Yurovich Taplova. Um, his occupation is scientist and adventurer.
0: Oh. See, that sounds like an uh, um a job for a good guy. Oh. What sort of science did he do?
1: Oh, um I'm guessing evil science, but here's a thing I didn't think about. I thought he was a little man. Turns out he's actually a little man as in a, a boy. A young child. Like
0: he's a, he's, a, he's a he's a young person. He's
1: a young person because he's still a minor.
0: And he's especially a go-getter, if he's an evil scientist and an adventurer.
1: Yeah, um, his, his- Knew what he
0: wanted from a young age.
1: His, uh, father is Gargoyle, which is such a common name, because we just did a person named Gargoyle.
0: Is that the- and it's not the same one? It's not the same
1: one. Um.
0: Oh. This one- And it's, and it's, and it's a capital Gargoyle? It's not just a Gargoyle? Capital Gargoyle. Because he does look like he could have a little Gargoyle you know, in his ancestry.
1: Yeah, well, he, uh, his father He's was- craggy. His father was from the first Incredible Hulk, so, uh, and his first appearance is actually in Incredible Hulk 190- 163, and it came mm-hmm. out in May 1973, so it's probably a revenge thing.
0: Right, his father was also a villain, the- in the family?
1: Yeah, he was also a Soviet villain, but in- instead of it being in the '80s, it was probably in the '60s, '62, mm. because it was his first Incredible okay. Hulk. It was before he was green; too, it was Gray Hulk. Hey, with oh. that famous, with that one famous uh, cover where it's uh, a Banner turning into the Hulk, and it's like, is he man or monster?
0: <laughs> I'm- sure i've seen that
1: yeah you probably I have it do it's, enjoy the incredible Hulk. it's it's parodied like everywhere and mm-hmm. you know it's it's whatever
0: my first exposure to the incredible Hulk was the tv show in the 80s
1: uh did you know that lou ferrigno does all the uh does all the hulk voices in the current avengers movies and marvel i movies? think i did know that yeah, he he does a good job at like roar, and being angry
0: <laughs> he's made quite the career out of being the hulk
1: yeah he has and i'm glad because he's gonna be great and thor ragnarok coming out in november
0: oh i'm looking forward to that what? because i really like taika Atiti as a director
1: And my, uh, and my silver fox Jeff Goldblum is gonna be be being it, so.
0: Everyone's silver fox Jeff Goldblum. My particular silver fox. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum belongs to the people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I will fight the entire world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's enough Jeff Goldblum to go around.
1: (laughs) Uh, well, you know who is, isn't Jeff Goldblum? Gremlin. Good thing he's not married.
0: So in case I don't get Jeff Goldblum, I can have a little gremlin? (laughs) Yeah,
1: you could. I mean, you probably, well, he's probably like, what, 80, 88. He looks, he's probably, I don't know how old he is. He's a young genius. Let's say he's around, like, 11 in this. So, like, he's like 40-something, probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you can have some, you have yourself a, a little super genius.
0: I could. Solve all my science mysteries.
1: He was born in a hospital. In a secret location in the USSR.
0: Was it secret because uh, was he already, a, you know, a supervillain when he was born?
1: I'm going to assume so, because that's how it worked in the early days of Marvel.
0: Determined from birth. Yeah,
1: sins of the father falls on the the children.
0: Okay, yeah, he did have some footsteps to follow in.
1: So I already said whenever he showed up. His origin, though, is in a touch ti- toy tie comic called rom space Knight. the toy brought the space Knight toy did not get really that far but the comic went on for a very long time it's currently out of continuity for marvel but it's i think dark horse has it now it's about a space guy trying to wipe out shape shapeshifting aliens who are taking con- the bodies of humans he has mittens and in, in, in a robot suit. And he's a space knight. Uh, mittens? Yeah, I mean, they're metal mittens. But, you know, they, they're mittens. Um, He's also known as Titanium Man 2. Okay, so it's going through Gargoyle stuff. For some reason. And, uh, I probably get to Gargoyle at some point? Probably? but he is uh he was a soviet super super scientist who got nuked with radiation mm mm-hmm. and transformed into a grotesque guy
0: and decided to wreak havoc on all of the superheroes of the marvel universe
1: uh mostly hulk And at this point, I refuse to do the intros where it's just like, back in 1700s, when this character was not a thing, and it just goes on for a page. I refuse to do that from now on. I've been burned too many times in the recent recent past by that.
0: So you're going to jump ahead to the essentials.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to jump ahead. So at an extraordinarily young age, he became a... Super scientist. He became. A prodigy. Uh, he became very emotionally. No, oh, I'm probably not emotionally. Um. His age is also not known. Uh, but he's not emotionally, but like at least like, you know, what's the word? He's mature. Mentally?
0: Physically? He's
1: mentally mature.
0: Okay. Wise beyond his years.
1: Yes. Or intelligent beyond his years. I'm not sure. Either one of those. And, uh,. He he gained a position of great authority, even though he's a child. And the Soviet state feared Gremlin's genius, so he pretty much b- got a free pass on doing whatever he wanted. Um, he also he designed the suit worn by the su- uh, Soviet super troopers, mm. which magnify the wearer's strength by twenty times and enables them to fly using jet boots and firing energy blasts. Ooh. He also designed the armor worn by the men called the S- Devastators mm-hmm. which drew tremendous power from orbiting satellites and they f- could like point where the satellites fired
0: Okay so, pretty- so he's an evil costumer
1: So far he's an evil costumer which is you know
0: That there's an art to that there's an art and a science
1: Yeah both, I would say both Both
0: evil in this
1: instance? Yeah, uh, he has an enor- enormous secret Soviet base built underneath the surface of the Arctic, outside of Soviet territory. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hulk... The Hulk uh, was pursued in the area by uh, the U.S. A- uh, Air Force. And the Soviet... The Hulk pursued him? No, no. The Hulk was going to the Arctic and was pursued okay. by the Air Force. And he also, wait, no, the Soviet government told Gremlin that the Hulk killed his father, and then the Gremlin sought revenge. Gremlin men caught the Hulk and captured him, who escaped, nonetheless.
0: (laughs) Right, (laughs) because again,
1: he's Hulk. (laughs) He was captured, and then nonetheless escaped. That turns out you just don't. You just don't capture the Hulk. (laughs) That's what he
0: Yeah, he's having none of that. Exactly. So you can imagine Gremlin shaking his fists towards the Hulk shaped hole that the Hulk has just run through in the side of his bunker.
1: Hulk hate puny man. Hulk smash, puny man. <laughs> um, then a bunch of stuff with shield and stuff happened. After, like, S.H.I.E.L.D., like, kind of found out about what he was doing, uh, he escaped to uh, Krestium. Krestium, the so-called dead zone within the Soviet Union, which was devastated by a nuclear explosion.
0: Okay. He escaped to there.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then the Soviet government sent Soviet super soldiers a team of superhuman adventurers, which include a bear. It's a person who can turn into a bear.
0: Okay, sure. And a, That's a good person to have in your entourage. And a person
1: in a bad Iron Man suit. And a lady that can use the Dark Force. Was also and very they were cool. all going
0: to uh, join Gremlin?
1: Nope, they are going to take him out. Because the Soviets were just like, hey, you messed up.
0: Okay, so they are not afraid of him anymore. Or, at the very least, they are keeping their safe distance and sending other superpowered people after him.
1: But it turns out, turns out that Gremlin discovered the traitors were all dire who have taken human form. Which is where Ron comes in. Because he hates the dire raves. wraiths. He has a gun. So he
0: wants to go after them too. Yeah,
1: so he has a gun called the neutralizer, which can neutralize the stuff, and then he can not get rid of them by shooting them dead.
0: As befits his title.
1: He neutralizes things. Um, and then Gremlin was invited to join the Soviet super soldiers, and uh, they took the wraith base for their own after they defeated the wraiths.
0: Okay, so the super soldiers were sent after him to take him out. But they ended up teaming up with him.
1: Yes, because it turns out that they're actually wraiths.
0: Right. Okay, so that leaves the Soviet government with some egg on its face.
1: Yeah. And they they actually managed to... Uh, they actually don't work directly under the government after that. They still protect the Soviet Russia area and stuff, but they don't work directly for the government.
0: Okay, they're more like recreational... Um, yeah. super
1: soldiers. Yeah, and they took one of the Wraith base for their own. And then mm-hmm. Gremlin designed a armored suit similar to the Titanium, uh, titanium Man. And he kind of wears that. And he's just like, yo, I'm going to shoot you with my armor. I'm a child He's real smart. Stomp, stomp, stomp.
0: <laughs> Any child with a titanium suit that shoots things is definitely, like, when they stomp, I'm I'm probably gonna give in. Like, no timeouts for Gremlin.
1: Yeah, he also is real gut-trigger happy. He's shot multiple people in these, like, images I've seen. Yeah, the Soviet super-soldiers are, like, kinda gray. Like, they're, like, halfway, like, they're good guys, but they're also bad guys.
0: Mm-hmm. They're an ethically ambiguous territory.
1: Yes. Because they were working with the Soviets at the time, which means they're bad guys to most of the Western world. And, um, but also, like, they don't, you know, they still want to protect people and everything, but protecting this, protecting Soviet Russia can be a little shady.
0: So it all depends on perspective.
1: Uh, depends on perspective. Um, he has the- he's 4'9". I mean, no, sorry, 4'6". Okay. What? Okay, he's 4'6 and weighs 215 pounds. That's not right. He's a scrawny little boy.
0: Hmm. Maybe most of that is his suit?
1: No, no, that's just him without the thing.
0: Must be pretty muscly then.
1: N- no. No, because he engages in no... Okay, so he possesses the normal strength of a boy his age, height and weight, who who is inflicted with dwarfism and engages no regular exercise. Which is a real... Which is... It has to be a tiny metric.
0: Yeah, I mean, his, sedent- his lifestyle doesn't sound particularly sedentary.
1: Well, he probably has robots to do everything. I mean, I wouldn't do anything. Oh, true. I, mean, I don't do much now, and I don't have robots. If I had robots... I probably wouldn't be walking. I'd probably just have my robots carry me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess he could be doing his evil deeds from, like, the comfort of his lair. But you did you did show me a picture, and he sort of looked height, weight, proportionate.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's not that big.
0: Maybe there's a typo.
1: No, they, they <laughs> mess up all the time. I think they just make the big guy, they just make the guys heavy and the women light. Because that's mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be.
0: Because of society. Yep.
1: Um, he's a master scientist, capable of designing battle armor, strength magnification, exoskeleton, and computer technology. He sometimes wears a harness equipped with jets that enables him to fly. And also apparently has ray guns, because he shoots people. So, um, mm. yeah, that's Grimlin.
0: Well, I mean, he. I- he seems like he has a lot of good qualities that could be really useful if you would put them, you know, just to, to forces of good.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Soviet Russia doesn't exist, kind of, for the most part, even though Putin really wants it to come back.
0: Right, but the, you know, the, the, the Soviet Union of the 80s and earlier is, is no more. Yeah. Is there, is there any update on what, like, what, what has Gremlin's legacy been? Is he, going to pop up in any uh, marvel storylines anytime soon do you think
1: probably not because most of his appearances are just reprints
0: okay well i mean it does sound like he had a, a little bit of a good run of it go you evil little boy gremlin
1: let's see his latest run he was in whoa almost all of his stuff is reprints he's probably not even he's probably only in a little bit His latest run is probably is it Exiles or Paradise? Wait, might be Civil War. I'm not sure. He's not. He's been out of the game for a while, so we probably won't show up anytime soon.
0: He's maybe he's been on a on an adventure.
1: Yeah, he's probably been on an adventure. He, you know, he he does things. Probably has himself a probably has himself a real sweet recliner.
0: Exactly, and a whole bunch of robots to to get him his snacks and turn on his stories.
1: So, um, uh, let's go to plugs. What do you have to plug?
0: I would plug my um podcast over the tabletop, which is a live play um podcast dedicated to discussing two player board games. Um, and we can be found on iTunes and Twitter and wherever you find um podcast um and we are on twitter at at over the tabletop also on facebook at at over the tabletop and you can find our website at over the tabletop dot dot com
1: okay um my name is jesse i have a po- i have a podcast called random sampling which is a podcast where me and my lovely podcast cohort Carrie nelson go through random stuff on wikipedia i also have a podcast called turn to page which is a choose your own adventure book podcast which maybe by the time this comes out no it'll be a couple weeks ago um Aaron would have been on a couple of episodes called you are a cat in the zombie apocalypse Yes, and it's very shocking and and dark, so you should listen. I don't to
0: recommend being a cat in the zombie apocalypse. What? I cannot recommend that experience.
1: Or you could. I'm not sure. I'm still, I'm still kind of eh on it.
0: Depending on depending on the adventure that you choose.
1: <laughs> also, might have a podcast called I Believe I Can Cast, which will maybe be out by now. It's looking like it's not going to be. But it's gonna be out eventually, so do that, then listen to it. It's a space jam podcast whenever that comes out it'll be out. Trust me, you'll know uh <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to support us, you can go to the patreon or the or the Redbubble store, both of which will be linked down below and this month's episode uh your bonus episode for one dollar a month. Will be about maybe the death throws, either the death throws or maybe Circus of Crime, probably Circus of Crime. Um, so that's where I'm gonna talk about teams and stuff sometimes. Uh, just they're gonna be a solo episode, so hopefully you like it. Um, haven't recorded yet, so yeah, uh, you could also rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, your podcatcher of choice. Um. The artwork is done by Ryan Healy. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Kanchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night.
0: Bye.